right, Johnny, we're back at it. John Kajemi, Kimbo Camper here on the Audible. Welcome back to the program. And, uh, you know, here, here we're getting here. You know, game time's coming up. Uh, you got the first opportunity with the game time. Uh, we had scrimmage last week, although unfortunately it wasn't at the stadium weather prohibited that. So it was, uh, we, but we got the chance to watch it. And I think it was a pretty productive day, John. There was a lot of, you know, you hear a lot of terms in the paper, sloppy, inconsistent, and, and it was all of those things uh, going throughout. But I still think for this team and for that point of training camp, you almost need something like that because to, to me, the, the more errors early that, that you can detect, the more you can correct them, you have a longer time to correct the them before post. the season yeah. begins. So, uh, you know, you saw some good things. Uh, you know, I think the quarterback battle kind of tightened up a little bit there. And still, I think this thing's going to be, I think this thing's going to be down to the wire. And this thing, because I think when you look, John, and, uh, you know, you've been out here every day, uh, one day you go, oh, geez, Rosen's kind of, you know, kind of Looking pushing here. And yeah. then the next day you go, oh, Fitzgerald's having, you know, so it's, it's that, it's kind of like the, uh, kind of like the two horses coming down <laughs> the, uh, coming around the, the, the back stretch. One's nosing the other one out. And who's going to get right. to the finish line? We'll, we'll find out I, when time comes up. I think it's fun. It's been fun to it's watch. Great. And I, I think going back to the scrimmage, you need a measuring stick for yep. a football team. You need something to put on tape. And I really liked what I saw early. The first drive, Ryan Fitzpatrick went right down the field. You know, the team puts it in the end zone. you kind of like, oh, they were very efficient. He was consistent with uh, the timing in the passing game. You know, everybody looked pretty good. And then it kind of kind of was a mixed bag from there. You know, kind of a lot of mistakes on offense, a couple on defense, and a lot of teaching points for this team. But I think it's good for a young football team with not – all the starters out there in terms of on offense and on defense, you, you kind of get a gauge to where you're at yeah. during this part of training camp and where you're going to be going into the first game against the Atlanta Falcons. I, th- I think it was a great measuring stick for the team as they inch towards the regular season. You have to find these different hurdles to get over yeah. and different things to correct. And I do think that the quarterback battle is going to go back and forth a little bit. I think it's still clear that that Ryan Fitzpatrick is the starter. He's probably going to take the first snaps against the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. I think Josh Rosen's going to get a lot of work. I think Jake Rudock's going to get a lot of work in the game. So it, it's going to be fun watching that carousel at quarterback. Speaking of John, I, I, I was having a conversation the other day with somebody about the first preseason game. Well, how many, how much, how many, how many snaps right. do you give Ryan? How many, how many snaps do you give Ryan Fitzpatrick? You know, normally if the incumbent starter, it's one he's going to get one series and then he's out. Yeah. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how Coach Flores handles the the play count for Ryan and Josh as they go into this. And Jake, you know, Jake's got to get his, yeah. got to get his snaps in there. They all got to get their snaps, but. You know, I, I don't think this is the typical preseason game where, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to go in there and have one series and then you don't see him the rest of the I day. I think all the rules are out the door. I would be shocked if, if that was the case. All the normal rules yeah. of an NFL team when you have an established quarterback or you have an established football team, throw them all out. Yeah. This could be – I think Coach Flores is going to go in with a plan. I think the staff's going to have a plan in terms of how many plays, how many formations, how many uh, different things they want to yeah. see schematically on defense for certain players and certain packages. And it's going to be a feel thing. If it looks good, they, they might still want to go with it another yeah. series. If it doesn't look good, hey, let's get the other guy in or give a guy a chance yeah. to fight through it. Uh, I think all the norms of an NFL football preseason are going to be completely out the door in terms of we have a plan, yeah. but that plan can alter from play and, to play. And, and I would say, John, that's virtually every position 
on the field, offensive line wise, defensive, defensive tackle, front, defensive tackles, and yeah. linebackers. So, so I, I, I do. I think there's going to be a very non-traditional preseason for this football team. And one of the things I've seen too, John, is you know we talked about last week. The Guglielmo uh, comes in, Googs comes in and, and takes over, which is pretty unusual. And uh, you know I've talked to enough people around to kind of get a feel for for where things are here, coaching staff wise, player wise, and everything. And, and the one thing I think I, I'm, 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 I'm hearing a lot of, John, is this, this staff is uh, less tolerant with a lack of effort, less tolerant with not knowing your assignments. The things you can less control. Whereas, where, yeah. and, and, and it's funny because you, you go out and, like I said, you've been here every day. I've been here a number of times watching these practices. And sometimes you got to keep your, your roster right there to see, wait, wait, wait a minute, who's in there now at this position? I've seen, seen Van Ginkle outside. You've seen some of these other guys. You've seen that offensive line change. Sam Equivon is in That's there. Right. Uh, Baker's been in there, although he got a little little dinged up the other day. Uh, but And you see different guys coming, and sometimes you're going, geez, why are they doing that? And sometimes it's sometimes I think this staff is in that position where guy screws up and play, get the hell out. You, you Number two, you get in here now. And, and I, I think the tolerance that they have for – and it's not because they're expecting – I think it's, it's, I think they just want to create that 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 feeling. That, that urgency. Hey, that urgency that i got to do – I've got to play my best every, every time. single play, yeah. whether it's on the practice field, whether it's going to be in the game, whether it's a scrimmage, or whether it's a walkthrough. It doesn't matter. I've got to be cognizant of what my job is, and I've got to be physical enough – to do that job now, if you get beat physically, no coach is gonna you know beat you down for that. Right. They may they may make they may laugh at you a little bit, and they'll cur- try but, to correct. But, it. but they're gonna try to correct you. But the stupid mistakes, which and and you go back to which probably is one of the more disappointing things I would think for Coach Flo coming out of that scrimmage were the number of penalties. Right. As much as they've much emphasis as they put on that to have, I think it was what eighteen or nineteen yeah, penalties. Pick a number. It, it, it was it, it was it, there. It was an ugly number. And and so I'm sure that's something that's kind of be under his bonnet right now. Yeah, I th- and I think this, it filters down from Coach Flores. I, I think every position coach has that same mentality yeah. when they're going into individual drills. If you take the wrong angle, if you ha- lose your leverage, if you run, run the wrong route, if you cut off the wrong foot on an outcut and you're trying to cross over, if you're a running back and you're not finishing, yeah. those position coaches are letting the guys know that that's not acceptable. Yeah. That's not going to be the norm for this football team. And I think it makes everybody accountable. Every day is a different day they kind of just clean the slate what are you going to do for me today and that's the mentality of this football team and I think that is starting to sink in a little bit more as training camp moves along you can see the expectation level and the demand for perfection the demand the way we want it run the way we're coaching it needs to happen on the practice field or your next man up you know, I I don't have time yeah. to tell you that. I told you in the meeting room. I told you yesterday yeah. at practice. I see it again. You're out, and somebody else the, is going to be other, in. The other thing is, you know, watching this staff and talking talking to some of the members on the staff. You know, the coach Coach Flores is is letting his, his position coaches coach. Yes, and and by that I mean that you know he's got a he's got a tempo to his practices. He wants you know he wants. In and out, in and out. Let's get as many plays as we can. But that doesn't mean that if some guy's screwing up and and the coach is over here working with that guy, you know, where in the past you used to be, look, look we'll, we'll take care of that and we'll take care of that in the film room. He'll sit there and wait for that, wait until that coach is done with that guy, whatever message he's delivering to him, 
whether it takes 10 seconds, 15 seconds, 30 seconds, he's going to let him do his job and then get that guy back or else go go sit down. Or somebody so, else is so, coming you know, in. So, so it's not like – so he's allowing – what I like is the fact he's allowing the assistant coaches to coach their personality and the personality they want out of this – football team the demands out of this football team and, and i think that's you know we we, we talk about the, the good the move within the offensive line with right. flaherty and googs and i think that has a lot to do with that and you saw the changes come immediately and then he's out there just pounding those guys relentlessly now to be the type of offensive line they want to do. whether they're going to be great whether they're going to be average whether they're going to be poor time will tell but he's being allowed to coach him up the way that he feels they should be coached up. Well, it's funny because as soon as that change was made, you saw a huge change on the yep. offensive line. You saw Jesse Davis yep. kick out to the right tackle position. You saw the young guys immediately Calhoun get work. and Dieter jump uh, up absolutely there in the at the guard positions. They get work immediately, and then that second group where, where Mills is in at, at tackle yep. now on the outside, and now you've got younger guys inside of him, yep. and it, it creates competition, creates battles. But it, it lets your young guys, it lets the coaching staff know right away, hey, these are the shortcomings of, of these two players yeah. on the inside. I need to coach them up to get better because we're going with them. Yeah. We're going to give them all the reps. We're going to give them every first team rep that you can conceivably squeeze into a practice. Yeah. And we're going to do it for two weeks. And now we're going to see where we're at. Because the, the only way those guys on the inside are going to get better for guys like a, a Michael Dieter, who's a, a, a draft choice of the Miami Dolphins, yeah. who's played a lot of football in college, the only way he's going to be accustomed to the speed and the strength and the leverage he's going to need to be successful is to go play. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. And look at the kid. You know, this, I was thinking about this the other day driving into to training camp. You know, you, you, here we are, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're two weeks into training camp. We're just getting ready for the first preseason game. And you've got three guys out there making a name for themselves, undrafted. You know, to me, those are bonus guys. Yes. Those are guys that, you know, you know uh, Preston Williams. Now, you know, inter- interesting guy, but I, I don't think going into camp, anyone penciled, you know, probably thought, man, he, maybe he has a chance to make Maybe the, he can challenge. Maybe he can challenge to make the, maybe, maybe practice. He has a chance to make a 53-man roster. Maybe he's on the practice squad. The kid Calhoun from where? Mississippi State. Yeah. You know, another guy that probably... You know, probably most people, you know, who is this guy? You're probably not going to make the team. Guavin. How about and, him, and, too, and then, right? And then, yeah, and Sam Equivon. Yeah. You know, he, here's a guy that, you know, came in from Canada, and all of a sudden he's playing every snap uh, of the. So, you know, right now, early on, the way it looks now, you've got three guys that you didn't even expect to be on the radar screen that are that are getting valuable time, and each and every one of them could be a starter. Come opening day, and if not a starter, a build, playing a lot. If they continue on the path they're on, they're going to be a big. Each one of those guys is going to be a big part of this. You add that, you stack that on with the draft choices, and all of a sudden you go, "Whoa, you got some." Well, you, you got, got some, depth, and, and you got guys surprising you to be better than they are. You know that's how a that's how a team that is has struggled moves to the next level by finding those guys. Everyone can find guys in the draft. It's those kind of guys. The more of those guys you can get to be successful, the better it's going to make your football team. You know, just as on offense, the two guards are getting a lot of work. I think on defense, it's the same way. With Eric Rowe being out yep. the last couple of days, you've got guys like Needham and Hardage getting first-team reps at the opposite corner from X. And those guys are, are playing – 
you know, for their lives because they don't know when, you know, Rose going to come in. He's yeah. just penciled in. He's not a, he's right, not yeah. in, in a, you know, a black Sharpie that yeah. he's the guy. Well, you know, once, and, once you stop practicing, you, you're out of sight, out of mind. Right. And that opens the door for, you know, the, that, that you know, lets someone creep in there and, and, you know. And with all the different defensive packages that, that the Miami Dolphins look like they're going to be yeah. utilizing with different personnel. Another guy that, that pops up is Jamal Wiltz. He's yeah. a guy that's playing the nickel. You know, we've seen Bobby McCain in there. We've seen a number of different guys that you feel like, hey, maybe that's the guy. Maybe it was Jalen yeah. Davis. Maybe it was, you know, whoever it was in the past. And now he's getting first team reps with a number of guys playing safety, minus Jones, who's been yeah. kind of on the shelf with, yeah. with a leg injury. So you're getting a lot of different looks at a lot of different personnel on both sides of the yeah. football. And that's why I think it's so exciting. I think this is the most excited I've been in a long in the last 10 years for me of going into a Miami Dolphins preseason not knowing how this team yeah. is going to play but excited to see what you're going to be able to put on the field yeah. who's going to step up into those those positions when the spotlight is on because every practice is a piece of the puzzle, but it just seems like those preseason games add a little bit more yeah. because you've got your uniform on, you're playing in front of the fans at Hard Rock Stadium, you're finding yourself against a different opposition you know, for four yeah. games. How do you match up? How do you play well within the scheme? And how do you stay on the field if you're one of those guys? Yeah, no doubt about it. It's a lot of good stuff. They came out with a depth chart, and I don't think – I don't think anywhere in the NFL there's a, a more of a fluid depth chart than the Dolphins have right uh, now. And I had, a, I had a guy the other day when it first came out, I, I walked into to a restaurant. He came right. I mean, he, he beeline to like you, beeline to me. Mika Fitzpatrick, he's, he's not second team. He's not starting. What he's happened? Not starting. What's up? I go slow down. So Minka's going to get as many plays as anybody on that defense. So it just, it just may be hell. He yeah. may line up at nose tackle one time the way they're where they're going. You could but, use this depth chart sometimes sometimes in the restroom. Yeah, if it's, you it's like. exactly right. You run out of toilet paper and take one of these depth charts, and, and it'll, it'll be more, it'll probably be more useful than what it Have is at it. for, for what it's right. going to. Because especially this team with like I, I look at that second. I, I, it's just a you, you got for 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 in base four positions. But you've got one, two, three, four. You got eight guys out there that can play just about any place in that backfield, in that right. secondary. Some guys can't get on the borders, but some guys can. Yeah. Bobby could go out there if he needs to. Minka could go out there if he needs to. So you can get that going. But then they can also play. That to me is, you know, a roll, it's like roll the dice and see who's going to be your guys because in, it's not going to matter. That in much. this defense, you're going to get plenty of opportunities. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're if you're showing in practice, if you're one of those guys that are flashing consistently in practice, and I don't mean making plays, you know, with interceptions yeah. or or huge tackles. I'm talking about doing your job, yeah. not making mistakes, taking the proper angles, getting the correct leverage, communicating so you're in the right spot. I mean, physically, you're going to get beat at some point. Yeah. You know, sometimes the offense is going to win, but sometimes the defense is going to win too. So if you're in those positions consistently, that's why I'm so excited to watch some of the lesser known guys for Miami Dolphin fans yeah. at certain positions like linebacker, like defensive end, like corner opposite X to see who's going to be able to emerge yeah. to be on this on this 53 man roster. You know, one of the other positions you talked about earlier is the wide receiver spot. That 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 revolving door in there and all those guys and we talked about Preston Williams, you know, coming out and really really kind of staking sticking his yeah. flag in the ground saying, "Hey, I'm I'm part of this competition." Kenny Stills, cool. uh, Devontae Parker, with, with Jakeem down yeah, and Albert and, and Limited. Opportunities are put opportunities to play in these games yeah. for Isaiah Ford and yeah. Preston Wilson, Trenton Irwin. Those those types of guys are going to get opportunities to yeah. to be able to say, "Hey, 
how how can you translate from what you've done, yeah. what we've seen on the practice field in Davy? How does it translate to Hard Rock Stadium? And one of those other guys that the Alan Hearns, your yeah. former UM guy, that you know coming off an injury, he's got an opportunity here. He's in that mix, so every snap he can get is going to be important. And you had a chance to catch up with Alan uh, and, and see what he had to say. And you know, a, a guy that's coming in battling, you know, and you, you, I don't know about you, but I always like when the UM guys come in. I always, always pull, pull always for pull him. for the UM guys just because. Uh, yeah, been how around how here many a long times time. have we been around here going, why aren't we drafting UM guys? Why aren't yeah. we getting UM guys? There's a bunch of talent down there. Well, we've got a, a couple we've on the roster. We've got a handful now. And I, and I, you know, I just, after the, you know, the, and by the way, this, the Hall of Fame weekend this weekend, congratulations to everyone that didn't win the Hall of Fame. But, uh, you know, I'm looking up there and, and I keep seeing these pictures of all the UM guys that were up there for the, uh, yeah. for an enshrinement taking pictures, you know, whether it be Warren Sapp and Jim, and Jim Kelly, Kelly yeah. and all those guys, Michael Irvin and yeah. Ed Reed. Yeah. And boy, what about, what about Ed Reed, huh? Unbelievable. Ed, and his, uh, his deal. A little stogie. I, I was at a restaurant and he came out and I go, he's got a wooden hat on <laughs> and he's smoking a stogie. And by the way, not for nothing. I think his bus may be the best bus I've ever seen. It is pretty cool. That thing. It's Looks pretty, pretty, pretty good. cool looking thing up there. Realistic you know? for sure. So, yeah. So that, that was a that was a good deal. But anyway, getting back and kind of I, I digress there. But uh, Alan Hearns, uh, he got an great opportunity to come back to South Florida and and make an impact. And you had a chance to catch up with him. Now I get the opportunity to speak with wide receiver Alan Hearns going into his sixth season in the NFL. Obviously, a, a local a local product. <laughs> he puts a smile on your face coming back home, Carroll City High School, obviously UM. What's it feel like to, for you, I mean, for your family, for your friends, when you initially heard the news you were signing here? And uh, those guys know the route to Hard Rock. I mean, it's very <laughs> easy to get to the stadium. So it must have been exciting for you to put a smile on, on their faces knowing you're going to be playing at home. Uh, no doubt. You know, from when I first found out that I was coming on a visit you know a lot of my family you know reached out to me you know just saying I hope I'll end up here you know but it's a blessing for me you know especially you know uh, being from Miami I went to college at UM you know it's something about just being at home having your fan base you know people you know that, that support you through the in, ins and outs you know it, it means a lot just being back home and it has to be exciting for you because you had so much production at home at UM uh, being one of the star receivers they had and then going on and having success great success in Jacksonville in your second season um, how do you feel physically? I know you had the injury last year. You're coming back. You look 100% to me running around in routes. How, how does it feel for you coming through that process? I know it was long rehab, but mm -hmm. to get back to where you're at right now. Uh, it feels good. You know, um, from, from when it first happened to now, you know, each step, you know, it, it's a blessing. You know, uh, of course, there's times where you still get sore here and there, you know, but uh, out there on the field, you know, I, I feel good. You know, every time I'm out there, I count my blessings, you know, just showing how far I came and how hard I had to work to, to get back, you know, especially going through this injury, you know, uh, you have to take it like one week at a time. So uh, that's the same thing how I do with practice, you know, just take it one practice at a time, you know, give it all you got and, um, you know, just do the recovery things afterwards, you know, but as far as coming through the process with, with this injury, you know, it, it, it was tough, you know, but main thing, you know, I just took it, like I said, one step at a time, you know, I, I feel good, you know, when you start back, you feel good jogging, then once you feel good with that, you start sprinting, you get sore, you start feeling good with that, you got to cut, then you got to jump. So it's um, it's processed into it, you know, but you just trust the plan, and you know, uh, and I'm back out there. You know, you're still a young wide receiver in a crowded room here with the Miami Dolphins, and I, I think fans sometimes you look at the scrimmage and you can't control where the ball goes. You can right. only control what you can do and be available on certain routes where you think you got the green light because of coverage. Right. How do you feel your progression is? 
with the Miami Dolphins, learning a new system, lining up everywhere in a formation because it looks like you guys have to know every spot. Right. Uh, what has that progression been like for you? Uh, it's been good. You know, uh, the first two days, you know, learning the playbook, I was like, oh, man. Well, I was watching you standing around going, all right, I got that. I'm just like observing everywhere, right? Right, 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 right. So, you know, so the first two days, it, it was a little tough, you know, because you didn't know anything. You know, the moment I signed, you know, I went out there and I, I practiced, you know. So, but uh, each day is getting better for me, you know, just getting familiar with the offense you know and also being in that room you know it's a lot of good guys man everyone comes in and work you know so uh, you love that you know being in a group like that where it's competition within a group you know not within each other you know but we all go out there you know try to make plays you know each and every day you know we all got our own uh, specific skill set you know we good at certain things you know so I feel like that's good for us you know especially you know coming into the scrimmage you know also we got games coming up you know it, it is good like you said you know some days you're not you're not gonna have all the ops you know but what it comes down to and what we uh, rave about in the room is creating separation on every route you know uh, it's, it's gonna be some days where I do get like 10 balls or I may not get nine you know some days with Monte may get 10 some days he may, may not right. get nine you know but the main thing for us you know we always want to put on tape where we create a separation and it looks like like it's although it's competitive, it looks like you guys are pushing each other. You yeah, know, it's sure. one of those things where it's the next man up. You know, somebody makes a bus, next guy up has to you know make that correction. Right. And it looks like you guys as a group are getting that much better. Yeah, I think what's, what's dope about this group, you know, um, like I said, we're all different. You know, but. With that, you know, we're all leaders in our own way. You know, it's not one guy that they got an ego where it's like, okay, I'm the leader of this group. You can't tell me anything. You know, we all learn from each other. And, you know, we all uh, like rave, man, get hyped when someone make a play. You know, it's, it's not any jealousy in our group. You know, we all go out there and work, you know, and that's what I love about the group. Well, it seems like and it, it sets the bar for the next player, the next guy. For you sure. know, when guys make a play, you want to be that guy for making sure. the play. So you have to be available, number one, know your assignment, right, and, right. and be able to be open when the quarterback's ready to deliver the football uh, for sure you know like you see uh kenny make a big play Vontae like okay i'm up <laughs> <They're gonna laughs> that's like, right that same thing for me you know so we all rave off that energy you know we all always try to be the ones that set the tone of practice you know come out and make plays early and throughout practice you know stay consistent what's it like uh learning not only one quarterback but in the situation with the miami dolphins two guys or maybe even three vying you know to be that guy to, to be the number one guy taking snaps against baltimore but most importantly Getting ready for Atlanta and then getting ready for Tampa Bay. How is it learning quarterbacks for a wide receiver? Um, so far as right now, you know, uh, I, I haven't got too much into learning the quarterbacks. You know, main thing for me, you know, uh, learn the playbook and also get familiar with both. You know, know what certain quarterbacks like. You know, and that's what I think they do a good job of. You know, uh, where Fitz may come up to you, he he say, okay, on, on this route I like this, or Rosen do the same thing. You know, so you, you learn the quarterbacks with reps. You know, being out there and practice. You know, that's why I feel like that's so key for us. You know, especially being all new to this offense. You know, um, so the commission communication key is key for us, you know, uh, just figuring what they like and what they don't like on certain routes. You know, I, I, I noticed that, and I can't remember, I think it was in two-minute uh, practice uh, in that portion, that period. Today, I, I think it was Josh, it kind of gave you a nod, and you had like a middle seam route, and you, you were looking at him going, is that me? Or, you know, you guys were communicating before the ball was snapped, and you kind of like, it's that nonverbal stuff. You right, know, right, he was right. kind of pointing, you gave him the nod. Gotcha. That's important in terms of knowing what guys like, where, where they need you to be, or just knowing, hey, you might be the guy on this route if you get the right coverage. Right, right, right. Like you said, it's that 
a communication that you don't have even have to say much, you know, um, where, he, where he give you a look, you, you guys on the same page, because that's what it comes down to, you know, uh, especially on game day. You're not going to always ideally get, have the perfect play or, you know, the perfect coverage for it, you know, but when you're in a quarterback on the same page, you know, I feel like uh, that helps out a lot, you know, especially when you're all thinking a lot. It just eliminates some of the thinking. You just go out there and it, it comes natural, you know, so that's why coming in each and every day, you know, um, having these practice reps, it, it, it does a lot, you know, especially going through two-minute drives and things like that. Uh, certain situations comes up you know and of course there's going to be times where we, we make mistakes you know but that's what we out there for and you go back in the film room and, and learn from it you know uh, you've had probably you know a lot of different coaches uh, throughout your college career high school career now in the NFL mm -hmm. Brian Flores what is how is he a little bit different maybe and what is your take on on how he runs the team and um, have you been able to kind of gauge you know gauge your coaches gauge the guy at the top because it seems like it filters his message filters right down to to For chad sure. o'shea to your position coach what kind of vibe are you getting from the coaching staff uh he's very detailed you know from everything we do you know um well, what was different from me, you know, coming from other teams, you know, as far as coming here, you know, you don't actually start practicing against the defense till like an hour into practice. You know, we, we do a lot of the little things like ball security, right. you know, talking through situations and things like that, you know. So he, he's very big on the details, you know, just playing smart discipline, you know. Um, when, once we're on the same page, you know, uh, that, that eliminates half of the things uh, as far as comes down to errors. Uh, when you're playing games, you know, you can't be a good football team and, you know, you have some of the little things like not taking care of the ball, you know, false stars and things like that you know so he, he makes sure that we own all the details and we cover every situation before we go out there on game day it seems like there was a lot of coaching points after the scrimmage you know uh, I saw a coach uh, not upset but making sure he addressed the issues that needed to be corrected because in a game in the preseason that those pre-snap penalties those holding calls when sure. you're making big plays are the things that hold teams back and, right. and sometimes you beat yourself sure. doing that and I know that's one of the things he's really focused in on from the start to, to today yeah no doubt you know after the scrimmage you know we all know that with the penalties you know you can't win games like that you know even just speaking from an offense standpoint you know um being in second and long you know uh, you're behind the eight ball can't you know, make you, a living you, you right? can't make a living with that you know so we all knew it but um the th good thing about that you know it's things we can control you know it, it's different where if you're talking about things with like effort you know uh the effort was there you know but also you know we got to eliminate those but that's something we could do you know uh, so that, that's a good thing about it you know we know playing with Coach Flo, you know, he's going to call you out for those things, you know, and that's that's when it comes being accountable and, and you don't want to be that guy that's getting called out, you know, so each and every play you out there, you, you got to do what you got to do. And it seems like he's not taking sides. For instance, you're uh -huh. a six-year guy. It right, doesn't matter right. if you're a rookie guy mm -hmm. or a 10-year or vet or a 15-year vet like right. like Fitz at quarterback. Mm -hmm. it, it's the same. It, sure. it seems like, you know, what, what applies to one guy applies to everybody. Oh, no doubt about that. No matter who you are, first year, 15 year, whatever it is, you know, He's, he's going to say it, you know, uh, when we get in the team room, he's going to pull it up, you know. So That's you, right. I mean, that, that, you got to love that, though, you know, especially no matter what, where you're at in your career, you know, with someone to hold you accountable. And, you know, um, uh, it, it just shows, you know, uh, we're coming out here in practice, you know, you don't want to be that guy. You know, you don't want to let your teammates down, your coaches down, things like that, you know. So you go in and, and try to lock in. Uh, it's been, you know, going into the second week now, training camp. Are you where you want to be in terms of getting it, you know, physically into shape mentally in the playbook are, are you trending like where you need to be to to be able to be at your best 
against Atlanta, against Tampa Bay? Uh, yeah, physically, you know, uh, mentally, you know, there's it, certain things I still got to learn with the offense, you know, but uh, it, it's coming along, you know. So I, I'm excited to get out there, you know, just learning things, you know, especially for me, it, it's, it's only been like a week and a half or almost two weeks, you know, but uh, it, it's been good, you know. I'm heading in the right direction, you know, picking up the playbook, you know, uh, learning certain things and just being out there, you know, even if I do. It's hard to, it's hard to keep the smile off your face, right? Because <laughs> right, right, you're healthy, right. you for seem sure. like you're progressing to me anyway. Yeah, no doubt. You know, it feels good just being back out there, you know, especially with the injury that I had. You know, a lot of people didn't think that I'd be out there playing again, you know. But uh, just being out there, you know, uh, learning the playbook, you know, picking up on things, you know, starting to see things from the quarterback perspective, you know, it, it means a lot, you know. So uh, it feels good to me. Well, and keep it going, man. It looks like uh, you're right in the thick of things at the wide receiver spot. Hope you get your opportunities. And even even if you don't get your opportunities, being where you need to be right. and being available, I think, is the most important thing you can control. That's the things as a wide receiver, I think, if I was had that mindset – that's what you, your head has to be around. Control the things you can control. Uh, yeah, for sure. You know, especially me going on my sixth year, you know, you understand certain things, you know. So uh, my main thing right now is, you know, just uh, staying good mentally. You know, uh, once you do that, you know, eliminate some of the distractions in your head. Try not to overthink a lot of things, you know. Just go out there one day at a time, you know, make plays, be where you're supposed to be, you know. Uh, it, it's a thing when your quarterback can trust you. You know, uh, he trusts where you got to be, and he he on the same page with you. You know, it, it means a lot. You know, especially when it comes down to like things like third down situations like that. You know, you guys on the same page. He could count on you. You could count on him. You know, so that's how you build that chemistry coming out here each and every day. Well, I know the most important day for a player is today, and you control today. But I want to wish you luck. You know, going into the preseason, and I uh, hope you get a lot of looks against Atlanta and Tampa Bay and Jacksonville and as we go along to New Orleans. But it's great to see you out on the field. Thanks for taking time today uh, for, you know, for the Audible podcast, and we look forward uh, to big things out of you. All right, thanks. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right, so Alan Hearns, uh, like I said, you know, he's happy to be back here. Um, and, uh, and you know what? He's been around – Knows what knows what's going to be asked of him. Knows what he's going to have to do, uh, and he's like everyone else out there. Uh, he doesn't have a leg up on anybody. Uh, you know, it, 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 nobody really. It's it's kind of a floating pool right now in that receiving core, especially like you said with Albert out, with Jakeem out, more reps for for other guys to go around. And John, he's got to be a guy that. Got to got to take advantage of every rep that he gets. Yes, yes, and that, and that includes you know the practice reps because you can't control when you get into a game. You, you try to scheme for guys to get get the you know certain guys on certain routes to get them the football, give them an opportunity to make a play. But with Allen, you know he has a history and he's been productive in the National Football League when he was with Jacksonville. He, yeah. he, he was unbelievable, you know, in his second year, he had double digit touchdowns and, and he contributed last year with the Cowboys. And he's one of those guys that that has seen a lot of football. And you can tell by the way he runs routes, you can tell by the way he handles himself. And, he, you know, with the confidence of, yeah. of being able to to get in and out of routes and be able to be available for the quarterback. So I, I just think that I really like what I've seen so far out of Allen. I, obviously, he said, uh, you know, you, you can feel the excitement of him coming back home yeah. and, you know, Carroll City high school guy, UM guy, coming back to South Florida, getting an opportunity to, to play for the Miami Dolphins in front of his family and friends again. And it, it's just an exciting time for him. He, he looks 100% yeah. healthy coming back from that dislocated ankle last season in the playoffs. So uh, you, you wish him nothing but the best because you feel like he can help this yeah. football team. Yeah. You know, the, you're looking at that position, um, you know, you look at the different guys that have opportunity. I'm watching, I'm watching out there in a practice on a Tuesday and, uh, 
they get down. They're doing they're doing goal line stuff. They're down the goal line and uh, and, and they they run a fade to, to Bryce Butler mm-hmm. and Rosen throws the ball up perfect. in the air, perfect ball to him, and Bryce drops it. Yeah, and and you know what? And he just stopped and froze because you know that that's the that's the that's the intensity of training camp, especially a training camp like this where every play counts. You could almost see in his mind he just kind of froze and looked at it and like that opportunity's God, gone that, that's, now. That's an, an opportunity missed, and and not only an opportunity missed, an opportunity that should have been mine that I gave up. Right. And you could just you could almost put yourself in his in his mind and think what he was thinking. But that's the uh, that's where this team is right now. And 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 look, quite frankly, I, I like to see it. I like to see where every play. If you're an offensive tackle, guy beats you around the corner. You're, you're you're pissed, yeah. and you're pissed, and you're afraid. You're afraid that hey, am I going to be back? Am I going to be sitting a row back? Because Googs evidently's got that room. Starters in the front row, second team in the second row, third teams in the third row. And if you're on, if you're not practicing, you're out the door. You know, you're 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 there, but you're yeah. in the, you're in the back row back there. <clears throat> it's been fun to watch the competition at all positions, and I think that. That is what's making this training camp a little yep. bit different. I know it's competition everywhere. All 32 teams are, are doing this, but some have more established players, yep. more more uh, definitive looks on who's going to make the yep. roster at this point. They, they kind of penciled in. There's you only a couple big, you, spots yeah. available, you, you right? You go to the teams that are the consistent teams that are always in the in the playoffs. You know, Green Bay, you know, Dallas, you know, obviously New England. Those There are some starters on that team can, that can kind of – meander their way through training camp because they know they're not going to lose their jobs. Not so with this team. I don't think there's anybody out there right now on that football team that if they start falling behind, lagging, not giving the effort, I don't think I, – I, I even throw Laramie Tunsil in that mix, that if he's not getting the job done, you know, he may be the best guy, but they're going to sit him down and say, hey, you need to get your job back because this guy's got it right now. This has been one of the and, more from, – from, Across yeah. the board. This has been one of the more demanding yeah. camps through the first couple of weeks before you hit the preseason that I've I've seen in a long time. And I think it's it's competition. That's the thing. I think Brian Flores is all about hard work, competition, and laying it all out. And today is the only thing that matters to him. Today is the only thing that matters to this football team. Because when they hit tomorrow and they go through their walkthrough and their re- – Yesterday's gone. Yeah. And what what can you do for me today? How can you make this team better? And when, you know, the, the game when the lights come on on Thursday night, it's going to be just another opportunity for these guys to prove to the staff, prove to themselves, number one that they belong and number two that they're fighting for a, a starting spot on this roster. Yeah, no doubt about it. And it's uh and it's going to go on. It's going to be that week, you know, and quite frankly, once the season rolls around, could be that week 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 in uh, in the season until they they get it and you know what? And you know what, Bo? That's why I think this season is so different for the Dolphins because we talked about it being a non-traditional maybe camp or preseason. Yep. You know, when that third game rolls around and Jacksonville comes to town, there's no telling that you know the starters are going to play three quarters. Yep. You might see the starting quarterback play a quarter with the ones. Now you might see Rosen come in or yep. or. You know, switching around, maybe Fitzpatrick's not the guy that starts that game. And maybe he plays mm-hmm. another quarter. And maybe the, the twos go a little bit longer. Or maybe, you know, the ones go the whole game. Yeah. I, it's it's totally up for grabs to where how you're going to dictate plays and players yeah. in, in positions on both sides of the football because that's how much this team needs to compete to find out who are the best 53. John, what, we, we, we talked about the quarterbacks. Well, what is, what's the other position that you're going to look at over the course of the next couple of weeks in these preseason games, next few weeks in these preseason games, to see how 
how it solidifies and how it, it how it establishes itself. You know, I think defensive end for yeah. me is is one of them, uh, and maybe well, pretty big question there. I mean, yeah. you're right. You, you kind of like I keep trying to point. Keep trying to put a finger on somebody out there, and I just don't know I, who I don't it land is. on anybody. Yet. I, I don't know who the fixtures are going to be. You know, we've seen uh, Nate Orchard, we've yeah. seen Harris out there, we, we've seen a number of different guys that that come in and, and kick outside. I just don't know. You know, who's going to is Van Ginkle going to going to yeah. flash and be be more of a guy that you can count on for forty plus plays? I just don't know how that rotation is going to evolve. And I think the the one thing you know, you've got. Adolphus Washington that, that's been playing yeah. a little bit. You've got some older guys in Carradine that, that's going to play. Yeah. Spence is going to be in that tackle rotation. So I just think up front, it's going to be a lot of mix and match. Just as we talked about in the secondary, we're going to see a lot of different looks. Yeah. Guys playing different positions than you're, you're normal, uh, accustomed to see those guys at. I think up front, you're going to see a lot of different combinations. You know, you got Hendricks, a young guy that's trying to make, mm-hmm. you know, you got Woodard, another guy yeah. that is trying to emerge. So I think that's a position to kind of maybe hone in on and see how the rotation goes and who who's playing in the back end when the you know those numbers are are changing around yeah. up front. Well, what do you make of the linebacker spot with Raekwon and and Kiko? And I know they've been dinged up a little bit. Kiko was on the side working out a little yeah. bit and, and some of the practices out here, getting himself completely healthy. He's been dressed and kind of kind of going along the lines of uh, of Kenny Stills. I mean, not Kenny. Uh, Albert Wilson, where he'll get dressed up, kind of go through the individuals, and then kind of pulls yeah. over and and goes through his rehab. So, um, but it's it's interesting, you know. And and, and you bring in Equivon in there, and all of a sudden, it's a whole different, whole different ball, whole different ball game with him in there because because of his ability or the ability that he's shown up to now to 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 defend the pass, right? To cover guys, to be a guy that can maybe work in tight ends and do those kind of things. And and where does that? And if you're if you're Kiko and you're Ra- Raekwon right now, boy, you're I think you're, you're you just better be sitting there going, man, I got to get I got to get I got to get healthy. Number I got to get healthy and I got to get out there because yeah. every day I'm not out there. That's one step further I am behind the curve on on getting myself back to be a starter once this season opens up. Well, there's a lot of young guys on this roster, especially at linebacker. Uh, you know, you got Tyrone Holmes that yep. are getting a lot of reps when, you know, Kiko's out or yep. Jerome's out or, you know, other players that that are getting a lot of reps during training camp. And I'll be interested to see. I, I don't know if a, some of those guys are going to play a whole lot. We'll, we'll get to see on Thursday night, obviously. But I just think that rotation, that that front seven rotation on defense, that's the biggest question yep. mark for me on, on that side because you've got a lot of bodies, but you got to find the right combination. Who yep. plays well with who? And I think at linebacker, they're going for guys that can run and yep. guys that can tackle. I mean, it, it, there's no, there's been too many plays I think made six, seven yards beyond the line of yep. scrimmage with linebackers when you have so much quickness and so much urgency at that position to get better. Yep. You know, we've always talked, I guess, over the last four or five years about covering the tight end, putting hands on the tight end, trying to be more yep. physical at the line of scrimmage. These guys can run, and they just don't cover grass. They're running with tight ends. Yep. And I think they're trying to get more athletic, more aggressive yep. at the linebacker spot. And that'll be that'll be something to watch, I yeah, think. no doubt about it. So it's uh, I'd like to see those two guys get back and, and get into the mix, though, and just – you know, just to to see what, where clarify things a little bit. But yeah. again, until they get healthy and and ready to go, uh, everything's going to be as is. And and you know, who knows? I, I mean, you know, you hate to sit there and think that some guy's dinged up and he's waving goodbye to his, 
his position, to his, his job, job there a little bit, you know. And well, uh, but look, it wouldn't be the first time it happened in the national. And funny, availability you know, to, is well, is look, a lot. Look, you know, the the, the the NFL today is it's a man. It's a it's a different thing. You know, it used to be when you were an established starter, you were there and you weren't going to get cut. And you now now you know, you come in, they sign you to big contract, and they don't have to they don't have to they don't have to live up to it anymore at some right. point in some points in this thing to just get rid of guys and and it's a it's a volatile. I used to say, you know, it's 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 used to. I still think that this this league is. I don't want to say controlled, but tweaked too much by player representatives, by agents. Oh, you know, you got a little hamstring tweak. You you shouldn't play, don't play this week. Don't you know? Tell them you know. To me, it's to me, it's been a it's been a bane to the National Football League because these guys, you know, they got their now they got their teams, they got their their guys and this and that and you know guys don't guys don't guys aren't willing to put it on the line when they when when they could put it on the line but be a little uncomfortable doing it right and we put it down and we say it the the, the easiest way yeah, i can yeah you know? and i think that availability is a big big quality now yeah, in the national no, football no league especially at this time on a roster like the miami dolphins we we saw last week that Mike Hall went on the you know yep. reserve pup list, so he's going to be gone for the season. That you know Quentin Poling is the, you know he, where does he where does he yeah. does he move up a he peg because up, yeah. of his special team play and is his special team so good that it's going to put a question mark on one of those guys that are getting a lot of reps right. at linebacker? Then, I think yeah, that may be a better maybe that might better be a linebacker right. guy, but but it's not the special teams right, not the stalwart yeah. on special teams to go along with a guy like. You know Walt Aiken. So yeah. there, there's a there's a lot on the line for for those roster guys that maybe you're drafted late, maybe you were undrafted. Yeah. But when guys aren't available, you have to be able to be ready to to rise to the occasion and play. Yeah. Talk about rising to the occasion. Uh, Tuesday, I had a chance to meet uh, the the lady uh, Jill Ellis. The, oh right. Uh, the head coach of the U- women's U.S. US women's soccer team. Soccer yeah. Team just won the World Cup and. Boy, what a what a nice! She's stepping down. She's 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 stepping down from that that job. She, she did it. Three, yeah. what, three World Cups, won two of them. Won two back. of them, yeah. And uh, so you know, so it was nice. It was nice to it's nice to see her. And she spoke to the team after yeah, practice. Yeah. That was pretty cool. And, and you know what? It, it's it's funny because you 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 think back 10, 15, 20 years ago, you know, a woman coach talking to a men's team, you think ah, what? But but I I, I have you know. I think it's a great thing. I think you know the respect that they showed to her, and and the respect that she should, she deserves, no matter where she goes, for for putting that all together. It was nice to see her out here around the team, and uh, I don't know. I just want to pretty see cool going, out, going out on top, right? Yeah. And I had a chance to talk to her a little bit, and really nice, really you know, you know, very you know, easy going, easy going. Yeah. It's not about me, you know, just uh, just a nice person to have out here and. Uh, that's the other nice thing about being around, so meeting some of those people. That's that, right. That come and go in the course of a uh, of a training camp or all those kind of things down here. With yeah, the, with she the gave. Team. She looked at me and she just shook her head. She goes, "It's hot." I said, "Yeah, I know <laughs> it is." <laughs> uh, so, but uh, yeah, so she's out there. Other people out here, but you know, it's it's, it's going to be um, you know these next three weeks, John. Are, are it's exciting time. It's exciting, and it's it's critical. It's critical for critical for everybody. You know, it's it's you know during the scrimmage the other day, I think you know we talked about the the. The penalties in the scrimmage. Well, I think some of them were were some of them may have been self inflicted from the sideline. You know, they they went out and it was really their first day, first time for coaches on Brian headsets. Flores, Brian Flores to be on the headsets as a head coach, right? He'd been there before, been there with the headsets and done all that, but 
different guy. Now he's the guy out in front. And then the play callers getting out there making play calls. And I think some of the calls maybe came in a little late. Some of them here and there may have led to some things. But, um, you know, it's, it's – I was thinking while I was watching that, you know, it's it's, it's their preseason too. They're, they've they've got to – you know, they've got to go th- – I'm, I'm sure that after that scrimmage, they sat down as a coaching group and, and, and went – Critique you know, themselves. Critique themselves. Yeah, there's a couple you delay know, game it, penalties. Yeah, exactly. Is that on us or is that on the quarterback? Right, is that you right. know? Is that on the you know? Are we giving them too much in terms of uh, formations and substitutions and all that stuff? Is is that on us? So let's let's self critique. Let's self scout ourselves. And yeah. and I think what it was wise that the Miami Dolphins, you know, after that they took the team down and and they had a little walk through, you know, kind of where the locker room is yes. at Hard Rock Stadium. Where, where are you going to park? Where are yep. you going to go through? The coaches went up to the booth. How am I going to get there? Yep. You know, going down. I, let's let's test the, the headsets. Let's do all that stuff yep. because you don't want the Atlanta game to be your dress rehearsal for yep. all that stuff. You want to have a little bit of a familiarity yep. with where you're going, where our locker room is, yep. how far is it, you know, what tunnel am I going out of? You know, where do I need to be? You yep. know, how, how early do I need to leave to get up top? You know, all those things yeah. are critical for coaches because they want to have all that clutter eliminated so first, they can first coach. Of all, first of all, they're the most anal people you'll ever meet well, in your life, right? I mean, every detail. I can remember for 10 years that I was with the Dolphins, every, before every first preseason game, we had one one half, not a half, but we had probably a good quarter of a practice where it was all about where do you sit on the bench? Yeah. Where do you sit on the bench? The, the things Defense you take for here, granted. Offense over there. Defensive line at the end, you know, defensive backs closer to the middle, you know, and then and then we would go, we would actually be okay, sit on the bench, get on the bench, and start calling people out and this and that, and special teams, you know, kickoff, extra point, boom, just and just come and go, and 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 it, I'm, you know, for most people, I, they would think, man, these guys have been playing football their whole life, don't they know that already? But each coach has his own way, each coach wants to know when he can turn around and know exactly where his you know, his offensive line's going to be, his two quarterbacks are going to sit, or, or the defensive ends or the linebackers, whatever. They want to know where that is so they right. can get it, and they want to know that these guys know that when their names – you know, I, 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 I'll I never forget one – it was one of the – really one of the more enjoyable times of, during training camp. We had, a, we had a kid named Mike Charles that came in from Syracuse. Good player, good kid, you know, worked hard and the whole thing. And uh, so, you know, we're playing our first preseason game in the Orange Bowl. Right. And uh, I'm sitting there, and it's, you know, late in the game. You know, we, we I'd stopped playing. You know, I was sitting with Lyle and Glenn Blackwood. And we're sitting there, and, we're, you know, you you know, it used to be fun because you take your pads out, you sit in your knee, and you start having fun. Right. And, you know, watching messing guys play around, and messing around because yeah. you're, you're done. And so all of a sudden, Lyle looks around. He says, look at Mike Charles over there. He says, he's not even paying attention to the game. He's looking up in the stands. He's got his girlfriend up there, <laughs> waving to his girlfriend or whatever, you know. And he's down in the field, and, you know, so – all of a sudden, there's a there's a, a messed up player, or whatever. So now now it's changed. There, there's there's quick change in the field, and literally what we were doing with it, the Dolphins were sending in their their uh, their their uh, field goal team, you know, to, to try a long field goal. He's part so, of that. And, and no, 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 no. Oh, okay. He's looking up in the stands, and Lyle goes, "Watch this." He goes. So Lyle turns and goes, "Charles, get in there!" And Mike just kind of straightens, up, grabs his helmet, ran right on the throws field, throws on his head, and just runs right on the field. And he gets out there, and, and they're in in, in 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 field goal position, and he's just standing out there. Well, you know, I'm not supposed to be here. Well, I'm not supposed to be here. And coach goes, "Charles, get your, get your ass off the field!" You know, it's, 
<laughs> that's great. But so, but that's, but that all in goes back to what we were talking about. Just even the most, the smallest detail of where do you sit on the bench, where where you know where are you supposed right. to be, and, and and getting out there. These coaches are anal about it, and they no, go they over it, and they practice it, and and you know they they critique it. Well, that's the thing I, I would think as a coach that would make you the most frustrating during a preseason game is going out with 10 or going yeah. out with 12. Yeah. You know, you don't have, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, who's who's not paying attention. We, we just went over this all yesterday, yeah. the day before the game. Yeah. We've gone over who's on what team. You're the backup to this guy. You're the yeah. backup. You're on the twos, you know, on kickoff cover. You're on the twos yeah. on punt. You're, you're first on kickoff return. And be aware because we're going to be changing these teams around. And it can be just in an individual coming yeah. in or out. You know, they could call the twos, but all of a sudden they want Smith instead of Jones. Yeah. And Smith's kind of hanging yeah. out on the bench. Yeah. That'll get you to stay on the bench a lot yeah, longer. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt about it. And it's funny because, you know, there's a there's there's a the, the first guy that's going to get critique critical on that when there's ten or ten guys in the field or twelve is gonna be the head coach. coach. And then that head coach is gonna to go to that the position. offensive coordinator, <laughs> the defensive coordinator, or the special he's teams. He's gonna get a piece of his he mind. Gonna get, he's gonna get the shrapnel <laughs> shot at him. And then he's gonna go down to that. That defensive coordinator is going to go down to that defensive line coach or linebacker. Where the f- your guy? guy? You where's go? your guy? Get your, where's your guy at? It all so flows you, downhill. It all flows downhill. It all the pointing goes to the top, but <laughs> everything else flows downhill. And and you know when you're when you're in the middle of it, it's not too fun. But kind of when you're on the sideline watching, pretty funny. The, it's, it's 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 pretty funny to watch sometimes when when uh, when it all goes down like that. But that's all part of the preseason, and and you know, and quite frankly, it's, it's all part of these coaches and their evaluation to see whether whether these you know they they want to make sure if it can. I know this guy can. If I line him up, kick him out as a defensive end, I know he can get up and field and rush the passer, but. Can he know when it's time for him to come in on a special teams? Can he know? Can he be aware enough to know that maybe a guy got hurt and someone else is going in that plays his similar position, but he's still got to be on that special team and not, you know, it's, it's you know, it sounds like it sounds like elementary stuff, but it, it at this level, it gets pretty, uh, you know, it, it gets a little well, crazy. It's, it's part time. of your job description, you know. It's, it's being on time, and Coach Flo's talked about that. Being accountable, yep. you know, in meetings, being accountable off the field, but that's part of your responsibility. And I think it's it's just part of the the pieces of, of how, how you're going to make the team. Yep. You know, how much can you do? How much can you be counted on? And every facet, whether it's offense, defense, special teams, and a lot of these guys are going to have their first test, yeah. you know, in the National Football League to put on a uniform, go out and see if if they belong or not. And yeah. I think that's what's the most exciting part about it. You know, it's it's funny. I was because we're, we're 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 I'd say we're about waist deep into football right now. Yeah. Um. And and you know, it's, it's funny because I was talking to one of the groups that was out from uh, it's a charter school, I think, down in. Uh, uh, down in Kendall that was out today. I forget the name of the school. New things the first year they're having football, but they've been practicing a little bit. And uh, so, it, so, I, so it got me thinking, you know, in another week, high school football is going to be right. kicking off. A week after that, college football is going to be kicking off. And then a week after that, the NFL is going to be kicking off, and we're going to be neck deep yes. in uh, in football. It's here a great time of year, man. And it's just because you struggle through the summer, going, yeah, "When's it coming? When's it coming? When's it coming?" And and, when, and just just talking to, I was talking to Donnie Solinger, who they hired uh, the long time, you know, University of Miami yeah. offensive line coach, Southridge, long time uh, coach there, and and really one of the you know the the iconic coaches in South Florida when it comes to high school football. He's coaching for that team, and and uh, and he's excited about getting it. So just talking to Donnie. I'm going, man, 
high school football's right around the corner. Yeah, they've got their practice got, game coming up yeah, next week, and yeah, then exactly. they roll right in. And they the, roll right in. And I know, uh, I know, we're going to be out there with the audible every every week for every Friday for a lot of these games. And, and you know, the other thing that that's that's going to be fun about down here with high school football this year. Um, I'm pretty happy about it. CBS Four has decided, you know, they're going to do a, a an, an award for the best high school football player in in Dade County, and, and they've named it the Nat Moore Award. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, you know, Nat who played foot, yeah. high school football at Edison, played college, played junior college football at Miami Dade, uh, played at uh, at Florida, uh, been a member of the Miami Dolphins uh, since 1973, I believe it was, uh, and, and still, you know, still is an exec, executive with this team. I don't think they could have chosen a better person to to name the award after. Uh, but it's going to be something we get to follow, and CBS is going to support it every That's week awesome. with, That's with great. that. So I think you know, I think high school football in South Florida, which has been probably as good as any state in this country for for a long time, is is finally locally starting to get get its due. Yeah, you know, you I know mean? what I think. Kind everybody of was in the just shadows locally. Granted. Everybody but just around took the it. country, everyone's down here recruiting and getting these. You know. I'll travel and I'll mention you know St. Thomas Aquinas where I played high school football, and I'll mention South Florida where I live, and and people all they want to talk about is high school football. Yeah. But when I'm here, it's almost it's almost like yeah we're, we're pretty good, but it's no but no yeah, one really yeah. pays attention to it, yeah. or no one gives it the respect maybe that nationally people are looking at the state of Florida, yeah. especially in the three counties down south that I man's pretty good yeah you know, a lot of a lot of players get an opportunity to go from high school to college get an education play football and then that small percentage gets to move yeah. on to the national football and, and i think a lot of that credit you know certainly goes cbs for what they're doing but you know i think the dolphins really kind of really started it a few years ago when when they made a commitment to high school yes. football down here and and whether it's you know going out and doing Facebook live from from games on Friday nights with Joe and myself and whoever shows up for that and I know Nat will be on that a couple of times we'll get a chance to talk to some of the players and or or whatever you know the the other things that are going on all the the opportunity now of these teams to go out and play nationally ranked teams and fly around oh and man it's a great opportunity I think, for I these think kids. Saying you're, you're think your team St Thomas is going, going out, out California playing, playing uh, Bosco I think no right? no 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 they'll the one up north, uh, the one that had a hundred and fifty-one game winning streak or whatever is. Um, Matter day? Uh, no, to think no, no. It it's up been. in what's? I, they're they're telling me through the glass, but I can't hear anything. I, I'm um, not sure who they're going out to God, play. God, it's this that year. team that uh, I should know them. The guy, they, they're that that. De La Salle, De La, De La Salle, Salle? In, up in uh, in Hayward. Oh, okay. Which which by the way, that is guy, that... The, that head coach. Um, was was I met him when they were here and played St. Thomas a handful of years ago, right? And uh, Coach Louder, Milk, whatever, whatever. He was my. I met him when they were down here when De La Salle was down here to play St. Thomas. They had come over to the restaurant to, for lunch, and I so I went and introduced myself. And the, I played with the coach at San Jose State. No, way. I didn't even know he was on our team. <laughs> he was like a he was like a fourth team wide receiver or something. Never played. Uh, and now he goes, he's been coaching there for years. But now, now he's been—he's like what well, legendary, 151 yeah. game winning streak, you know, and legendary coach out in California. And, man, what the hell do I know? You know? <laughs> <laughs> At least you did the right thing. Yeah, you got him at the restaurant. I did restaurant. the right thing. Got him in the restaurant. Shook his there hand. Said congratulations. Did the whole thing. But I felt like a bit of felt a bit like a. Because you know, here I played with this guy, and I don't even, I don't even remember him. You know, but I, hey, that happens, man. Yeah. That happens. I had guys come up to me at reunions when I went, used to go back for high school, and uh, I hadn't seen the guy in probably twenty yeah. years. He goes, "You don't remember? You don't even know who I am?" Yeah. And I said, "You know what? 
I know what number you wore, and I told him the number yeah. and position. He goes, well, you knew more than you I. More I don't than know you your thought. name, yeah, yeah. but I know your number and what position well, you played. It, similar to that, I, I had a situation. We were having one a few years back. We were having a uh, one of the alumni weekends, and then they do the halftime events where all the guys get their jerseys on. They come down halftime, and I'm walking down with a, with a couple of the guys. I'm not going to mention the name, but and uh, guy says, "Hey, Bo," and I turn around and I look at him, and he says, "You don't recognize me, do you?" And I go, "No." And he tells me his name, and I go, "What?" And I'm going, "Ah, oh, hey, how you doing?" This and that, and 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 the guy was a cornerback. He was a cornerback right. when I came to the Dolphins. Already here, and uh, I mean, you know, you know how cornerbacks. I think guy guy was probably four percent body fat, five percent right. body fat, or whatever. He had to weigh three hundred twenty pounds, <laughs> and I go. No wonder I can't recognize <laughs> he you. He moved said, inside. I said, yeah, I th- you know, I thought you were, I was, I was thinking you were like one of the nose tackles or something, you know? I thought you played in front of me, not yeah, behind me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, I just, you know, one of those things, you don't see guys in a long time. But uh, anyway, I don't even know how I got off into that, on that tangent, but uh, but I did. Anyway, that's going to that's gonna do it for the program here today, John. Uh, first game coming up, excited about that. Hopefully we can get a little bit on the podcast here as we move forward and get a little, little, little something quicker after the game, maybe stick it in here, and uh, and then we on a trip to... to a little looking, recap. Look, looking forward next week, John. Tampa, yeah. To Tampa. Uh, not only for a second preseason game, but well, I just think those two practices that are going to have there are, are invaluable for teams. And in New England, I know as I saw they're traveling somewhere. They went to Detroit. Detroit, yeah. and, uh, and I saw the Rams and... Uh, in San Diego Chargers, to Chargers, yeah. LA doing it uh, last week, which is surprising. Usually they do it before a preseason game, but they did it the week before. But I think any of those teams that do that go out and and, and practice against someone else. I think it's a nice, it's a nice little leg up for them. Well, it is. It, you get to see different routes. You get to see different guys the way they play defense and offense, and you get to test yourself. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the most important thing because you're getting into the the preseason, but that's just another opportunity to go against another team yeah. with another scheme and be able to. to judge yourself and yeah. how you adjust and the intensity is going to be yeah. a little bit more uh, it's going to be a little more physical it's not, going to be a little not, bit not more. playing routes as a no, db no, or not exactly. you know doing exactly. di- different things you're getting tired yeah. of in training camp yeah so i'm looking forward to that and we'll be there uh so we'll do the audible from there that's right in tampa next week so we'll be right on top of that and give you all the information that we can from their uh, their practices out there but that's going to do it for the audible for now for john Kenjemi, i'm kim bo camper stay safe this week thanks for listening and we'll catch up to you next time 